from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Darn tootin'. You're darn Oh tootin'. man, that feels good. Oh, that feels feel real good. good. It does feel good. Feels real good. A uh, little backstory on this episode here. Uh, Rick and I have not recorded together in almost two months. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the final episode of the Every Style Challenge. Yep. Episode 80. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, so today we're going to be tasting not one, but two different uh, homebrews, diving into the goose style. Yes. Um, and maybe talk about a little bit about the 80 Style Challenge, depending on how things go. Uh, we are recording this right before our uh, Drain the Keg 2018 party, where we are serving just an astronomical amount of homebrew to <laughs> our friends and family and really anybody we found on the street. Yeah. It's basically a BNS Beer Fest. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited about yeah. it. Yeah. So before we get too deep here, Rick, what have you been up to beer related lately? I got a lot of stuff. Um, so it's been a it's been a while since we recorded. Um, I moved out to Green Bay. Ooh. I've been out there about a month now. Um, got work as a medic as my career and got hired at Copper State Brewing in Green Bay. Um, it's a brewery over there that is super neat. Uh, I've applied there because they had the my favorite beers that I tried paired with the atmosphere of still being a brewery and not like too big. Um, would you say that it is neat or super neat? I think it's super neat. Okay. I would say super neat. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun working there. I'm working there bartending right now and actually should be working into like some assistant brewing stuff over there. Oh, that's too. super awesome, man. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, been talking with the owner. He's a part owner and head brewer. And chatting with beer, chatting about beer with him. So, yeah. So cool. uh, there's, I mean, there, there's this little memo in your uh, contract. This little, just a small little line in your contract that I'm sure you you know about already. But I feel like I should uh, just let you know that uh, any employee, uh, specifically an employee who works on Homebrew Bound, uh, immediately forfeits 15 percent of their pay to. Uh, the president of Blinded Studios, whoever that may be. I I mean, I'm not entirely sure who that is, but... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember reading that in the contract. Um, and then when I became cast instead of staff at Blind Ninja Studios, that, that contract... Uh, uh, no, 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 it's the same contract. Actually, yeah. everybody signed it because you're still an employee. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't no, yeah, sign so anything. That's just the, that's just the yeah. standard employee agreement. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I mean... I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can pay you in kisses. There's... You know, I, we, we prefer cash, just called hard cash. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't sign anything, so that's that's okay. Uh, well, I mean, he says that, but he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. But uh, uh, yeah. that's what I've been up to. Um, went to a bunch of breweries around Green Bay and tried those out. Um, Noble Roots is probably my second favorite. One of the best logos I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a super cool logo, and I picked you up a Tiku from yeah, there. Yeah, you did. Um, one of the few breweries that has Tikus, and so I saw it, and I was like, I gotta get us It's some a Moev and Tiku! Well, and it's really cool because you have your treehouse Tiku, and then 
noble roots finishes the tree with the roots underground. Oh, man. I got to stack those on top of each other, but then they'll fall and break. Yeah, and then you'll peat them. Um, but no, like, I, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, you have the tree house, like the tree. Yeah. And then the noble roots roots. And you have two tikus now. I like it. That do complete the picture. Um, but yeah, so I picked up that. Um, tried their beer. Went out to um, Anape. And that's over, like, on the peninsula of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, right on the coast. And that was pretty cool. They have, like, a, it's a two-car garage that is the brewery. Well, they don't brew in there anymore. Well, um, I would hope not. They got yeah. put cars in there. No, they don't. They don't. Mm. Um, so they started out in that two-car garage, like, as a home brewer or whatever, and then grew and grew. And now they brew off location, but their tap house is still the original in the garage, garage like oh, that's kind of neat it's just like in a residential neighborhood and there's but just the neighbors love that yeah because it's super busy all the time <laughs> <laughs> so it was packed when i went in there but it was cool um they had some nice beers their most famous most popular one is little soldier it's an amber ale okay and that was pretty good and then i stopped at another one in oh gosh Lebanon, Wisconsin. Oh, I can't remember what that's called. It's like halfway between Green Bay and Anape. Um But that one was a pretty cool brewery. We got some noise. It's a cricket. Is that a cricket? Yeah. We got crickets down here. Oh. <laughs> By the way, this is an episode with me on it. There we go. Oh, Carlos is here. Yeah. That is a fucking cricket. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't believe me when I said we're never going to no. find him. We don't believe you. No, that's um, annoying. I hope that cricket dies soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got a lot of beer to survive off of, so I mean, so that's been my beer adventures. Okay, over the last month. Um, yeah, man, that sounds a lot pretty of cool dope. Breweries out yeah, there. I I'm like trying them. to think. Like since the last time I talked to you, uh, not a whole lot. Like done a bunch of hop and barrel stuff. Haven't done a whole lot of like beer traveling. Yeah. Um, went to Three Floyds. Check oh, yeah, that yeah. out in uh, Munster for the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot of beer stuff. Just kind of been brewing and getting stuff together, and I really hate that cricket. Sorry, guys. Yeah, do you want to, like, do we want to pause it and go find it? or I don't think we're going to be able to. Okay. I don't think we're, that's the thing. I would try. I'd be willing to, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, we should just, Listeners. like, we're, we're going to send Carlos after the cricket. I know where it is. It's back that way. Well, obviously, <laughs> yes. Can you, you go find it? No, like, well, yesterday I just went back there, kicked the dryer, and then we recorded Soundwave. Did that work? It didn't make noise for the rest of the recording. All right, well, go do that. Go kick the dryer. Go kick the dryer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it worked. (laughs) This is the noisiest cricket I've ever heard. (laughs) That came through great on the microphone. I'm sure it did. All right, now the cricket's gone. Yeah. All right, thank you, Carlos. <laughs> Thanks, Carlos. You have the magic feet. <laughs> All right, it'll be back and in greater numbers. Rolled high on a yeah. So we do, we do have Carlos here. Uh, we he heard that we were talking about sours today, and he got really excited. Yeah. But before that, we should probably start talking about some previous beer, huh? Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to ask me what I had beer related. Did you want to talk about that? Oh, actually, yeah, I do have something. Okay. Because uh, yeah, Blended good. Studios affiliate affiliate uh, podcast, the arena recorded just last weekend. And uh, it was, uh, they had Mike from Pitchfork on. 
Yes. And I, uh, yeah, I, I sat in on it. I was running the soundboard, and that ended up being also I had co-hosting <laughs> duties then. So, yeah, that was a fun recording. It was like two hours long, so if you guys want to listen to Yeah, I showed up after you guys finished, yeah. and they were hammered. They Yeah, they were pretty drunk. Uh, yeah, it'll be a good episode to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> so you, just ba- you get Mike's life story up to, to making Pitchfork and doing Pitchfork. So And then you get him saying, God damn it, Gordon, a bunch. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> not surprising. All right. Well, yeah, Carlos, thank you for, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Now, can we try this golden ale? Yes. Yeah. All right. So we have the British golden ale going on right now. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, this is style 12A, I believe, of the B- yep, 12A of the BJCP style guidelines. Um, we're using a red solo cup for our pitcher today. We are. Because it's party day. Um, we hand me a coaster, Thanks. please? So I don't keep knocking around on the thing. Thank you. All right. Uh, this pretty pretty simple recipe. Um, six pounds of UK pale two-row. Four pounds of UK Pilsen malt. Uh, then an ounce and a half of progress at 60 minutes. Half an ounce of progress at zero. Then we fermented with Y yeast 1028, which is the London ale yeast. So what we're looking for here well, we're making progress. is a hop-forward, average strength to moderately strong, pale bitter, drinkability, and refreshing quality are critical components of the style. So we use progress hops, which uh, lends an interesting character to this beer, I think. Yeah, it's um, progress for us. And <laughs> we're progressing nice. Uh, so aroma, hop aroma is moderately low to moderately high, so pretty big range there. Uh, and can use any variety of hops, floral, herbal, or earthy English hops, and citrusy American hops are most common. Frequently a single hop varietal is showcased. Oh, gosh. Little to no malt aroma. No caramel, medium low to fruity aroma from the hops rather than the esters. Little to no diastole. Okay, yeah. Very, good, good very hop floral. Presence. Very um, floral, yeah, a lot of very floral, little earthy, little spice, little. But there's like a nice uh, toasty malt backbone to it, um, or it, I guess not toasty. It's more biscuity. I feel like I had this problem the same last time we used Progress. I don't think I'm the biggest Progress fan. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little too floral for me. I kind of I like the the smell of it. Um, like it, it smells yeah. like a flower bed. Yeah, I I don't know. I like the the floral aroma of it. But that could just boil down to different yeah. preferences. Uh, but it. I think it, it nails the aroma. I think it does, too. Thumbs up um, all around. It's pretty. Yeah. It's like almost, it's moderately high on the aroma for hops. Um, yeah, it really comes through. You mm-hmm. like it, it, And it washes out a lot of that English character. Like I have a hard time picking up the malty sweetness behind it. Well, I pick it up because I pick up like a nice biscuity sweetness. It's it's there, but it. it's so subtle compared to like just the in your face hop aroma. That Do you want to smell mine? Maybe I'm getting because mine's pretty present. Yours is a lot more present. Yeah, yours isn't as present. I wonder if it's because I have. I, I got the bottom. Uh, maybe it's well. Yeah. Well, and also like I have this much of my glass, yeah, you and you less. have maybe most we, of maybe it. Maybe try a little more in your glass. Now try. Yeah, no, that that definitely helps. Okay. It could it could be uh, placement in the glass or what? Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever weird. it is. I mean, but now we're on the same page. Yep, now, now, same yeah, no, now, yeah, now I get that sweetness. So now, now does, it's not so floral. Now does the aroma smell as bad to you? 
No, you, you didn't no. like it as much. No, I like it be- much better yeah. now. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was wondering, how does, like, like, how does yours smell? Mine smelt fine. I've actually now, at the, but after I drank it down, like, it's like doesn't have this much smell. I, so now I ran into the issue that you had before. Except <laughs> I drank my way that way. <laughs> <laughs> I drank my way into this. <laughs> All right, um, appearance. No, like, well, I just wanted to. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I think now that we're on the same page, I, I was wondering, like, how is he getting such? I, it, like, you smelled it. It was all yeah, hops. Yeah, and I agree with you there. So now progress is has gone up a you little. Still bit. don't know if I like progress. Well, so far it's gotten floral. better. Yes, we'll see how it tastes. But first, little, we have to talk. about Yeah, it. I was surprised yep. when Casey wasn't picking it up. All right, so let's hit some aroma or appearance. appearance. Uh, straw to golden in color, good to brilliant clarity, low to moderate white head. A low head is acceptable when carbonation is also low. So we've got chill haze. Yeah, we have chill haze. Uh, head is solid though. Yeah, we've got uh, good color head. is pretty spot on. I'd say that's straw gold. That's straw, for sure. Like a maybe like straw gold. Um, yeah, appearance nailed it. Carlos, like. how does how does it look to you? I'm looking at your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos is drinking out of a tree trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It look. looks it looks a lot darker in your glass, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, like it does look pretty dark when I look in there. <laughs> Could also be because there's no light in there now. Uh, yeah, carbonation I think is spot on. Yeah, I think the carbonation's great. Um, yeah, it, it's just like lightly carbonated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not light. It's I mean we'll talk about that when we yeah. get the mouthfeel. But all right, flavor. Medium to medium-high bitterness. Hop flavor is moderate to moderately high of any hop variety, although citrus flavors are increasingly common. Medium low to low malt character, generally bready with perhaps a little biscuity flavor. Caramel flavors are typically absent, little to no diacetyl. Hop bitterness and flavor should be pronounced moderately low to low esters. Medium dry to dry finish. Bitterness increases with alcohol level, but is always balanced. Um, Medium-high bitterness, I would say. Good bitterness. Yeah. <laughs> really good, like, uh, toasty biscuit mm-hmm. malt flavor. Yeah, it's like a, like, uh, definitely biscuity, like a toasted biscuit. Trying to figure out how to, like, describe, because you get, like, it's almost like, uh, like a rose flavor up front. Like, have you ever had, like, rose water or yeah. something like that, where it's, like, it's very petally? Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how the, the other way to describe it. Flora. Flora. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but like that doesn't seem like a good flavor descriptor, you know? <laughs> it does to me. Okay. So if you've ever eaten a flower, you know like Or red, had rose water, like you're saying. <laughs> I know. Or had rose water. Like you get you get this like really big floral flavor up front, followed followed by this really nice like toast biscuit sweetness. And then just this pleasant bitterness on the back end. Well I, and I, I get like this uh floral flavor on the front and then it kind of like a little bit of a bitterness peak before it goes into the toastiness and then the bitterness comes back again yeah it's kind of an interesting journey through the sip of this beer there is a journey and i love journey it's a great band yeah but i i mean it comes together very solidly mm-hmm. and it's not um I don't, like it's is, is this where we talk about dryness or no yeah. that's mouthfeel no yeah we are medium oh dry yeah finish. To dry yep, yep. finish you're right i'd say this is medium dry it's not dry Mm-mm. it doesn't dry all the way out but it no leaves. but it, it dries out enough where i keep going back for another yeah and it doesn't leave like a lingering sweetness or any really lingering flavors there's kind of like a lingering bitterness that's pleasant that it leaves yep. behind and that's about it and, but it dries up nice enough that it's not leaving anything undesirable yeah. So, it I, 
flavor. I'm green checking this one. All right. I am too. Carlos? Yeah, it has just the right amount of bitterness I'm looking for on that. All right. Mouthfeel. Yeah. Uh, light to medium body, low to moderate carbonation on draft, although bottled commercial versions will be higher. Stronger versions may have a slight alcohol warmth, but this character should not be too high. ABV on this is 5%, so we're right in that middle area. I'm going to say mouthfeel here is it's me- medium, medium light. Yeah, I was going to say medium light. Uh, carbonation is really nice. It's right in that like English bitter area where it's it's not I dead, s- but it's it's just enough. I'd call it moderate low, um, mm-hmm. especially because... It's been in here for it's been a in good a cup for a minute. Well, minutes. and then in like it, it, yeah. So we and we have all of the kegs set up on our outside draft system, right? And that's all that it's a it's tempered a little different than our indoor. Yeah. So I'd say it's like medium light or medium low carbonation, which is pretty perfect. Carlos, will you run up and grab the red IPA, please? Red IPA is next. Yep. Yeah, that'd be super. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, it's it goes really well with the flavor and mouthfeel and everything. Not going to lie. I kind of want to switch the hop in this with something like EKG or Fuggle. And I think I'd be all over this beer. Like yeah. white on rice, man. I would be. I like this hop a lot. And, and that that's that's the only drawback to this beer that I have. Yeah. Like everything else is great. And it just, might just be like the mood I'm in right now. I'm just like not in the mood for floral. You just might not be a progress guy, though. Yeah, no, man. I'm apparently I'm not. Prog- I thought I was pretty progressive, though. Well, it turns out you're not. God damn it! Turns out you're very traditional. Very old guard. <laughs> uh, Fine, you know what? I'll show you. I'll show you. We'll we'll put galaxy in it, huh? Huh? How do you feel now? It was getting progressively citrusy, so I guess you can. <laughs> um, with galaxy I, and mosaic, I, we'll double I, hop it. I kind of really like the fl- florality. It's it's different. It's I like it. Um, I I think it breaks nicely from a lot of the beers that I well, and it's have today. It's going to be really nice because we have such a such an array. But this one is going to stand out because it's the only floral one on. Yeah, and I I mean, I like when I have a beer and then I'm suddenly like, oh, that's different than what I've been drinking for the last year. Yeah, like that's a different hop profile. So I really like it. Um, I like the floral profile. You might just not like it, or you just might not be in the mood. Either way, that's all preference. Um, but yeah, like we were saying, this beer still hits. But you might change it to a different hop, yeah, I and I, I might yeah. use the same hop if I brewed it again. Like, so that's all right. So, that's where the joys of opinion come in, and yeah, like that book, the joy of home brewing. The joy of homebrew. All right, we are moving back to uh, 21B. I think this is our final one in 21B, the specialty IPA category. Did that pour okay, uh, Carlos? Uh, what is this? The red IPA? What, what, what was? Oh, it was really foaming. Oh, okay. All right. We will take a look at that when we get out there then. This is the red IPA. Yep, red IPA. Yeah. Uh, not, not rye, red. Okay. Red so, IPA. Red IPA. All right, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty standard malt bill here. We have eight pounds of two-row, two pounds of C15, two pounds of C40, and then a pound of red wheat. Carlos said it was pretty foamy. Yeah, trying to figure out how to do this. Very carefully. Just getting pure foam. Hmm. 
this beer is not settling down. Give it like it literally just got down here, but yeah, we need to get it poured up. I know that's what I'm, I'm trying oh, to figure out no. what to do. Uh, then we used a uh, half an ounce of El Dorado at 60 minutes, ha- uh, an ounce of El Dorado at 30 minutes, um, and then uh, an ounce of El Dorado at flame out, and then half an ounce for uh, dry hopping. Man, I got some to pour in my beer glass. It is quite foamy. We'll have to look at the. Yeah, figure out how to balance that quick. Well, I took most of the foam, maybe. Oh, no, it's foaming up still. It's foaming up. There you go, Carlos. But that'll that'll settle a little bit quicker here. Yeah. Uh, and then I can dive into the overall impression while we're figuring that out. Yeah. All right, overall impression, uh, hoppy, bitter, and moderately strong like an American IPA, but with some caramel toffee and or dark fruit malt character, retaining the dryish finish and lean body that makes IPA so drinkable. A red IPA is more flavorful and malty than an American IPA without being sweet or heavy. Uh, aroma, a moderate to strong fresh hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops, such as tropical fruit, stone fruit, citrus, floral, spicy, barren, melly, or melly, melon, <laughs> pine, resinous, etc. Many versions are dry hopped and can have an additional fresh hop aroma. Aroma. This is desirable. Desire. But not required. Grassiness should be minimal. Minimal. If present at all. Uh, a medium, <laughs> <laughs> a medium low to medium multi sweet aroma mixes in well with the hop selection and often features caramel, toffee, toasty, and or dark fruit character. Fruitiness from yeast may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. A restrained alcohol note may be present, but this character should be minimal at best. This one comes or er, dials in at six and a half. Uh, percent, so we shouldn't get a whole lot of alcohol aroma, if any, here. Um, something about New World hops, yada yada yada. Bleh. Yeah, I this it it died down enough where I could stop. Yep, riffing on the. <laughs> um, ooh, I like that aroma. Yeah, that has a good aroma. It's got like really good resin fruit. It's got really good hop to malt balance. Ooh, it's in it. it's almost like berry like. Yeah. Like the balance, berry. the balance is nice between the hops and the malt. Like the hops take the forefront, yeah. But there's a very there's a nice good, sweetness. There's a substantial like supporting malt that smells like it's gonna taste awesome. Ah, that's nice. Um, so, uh, pretty strong fresh I'm gonna, I'm, aroma. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a, a thumbs up. On that's a thumbs the up aroma. on the aroma. It smells like it reads that it should smell. Let's talk about appearance. All right, uh, go ahead. So color ranges from light reddish amber to dark reddish copper. Should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. Medium sized off white to cream colored head with good persistence. Yeah, uh, that that head, it's beautiful. It's a little much right now, but it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's definitely persistent. Well, and it's, it's a good dense head too. Like it's the nice tight bubbles. It doesn't. It, it doesn't look like um, like off flavor head. You know, when you get those like itty bitty like bubbles that are all separated. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is a good head. It's just like it's more like the serving than the beer itself. Yeah. So this is running through the cold plate, and that always throws some stuff off. So I gotta yeah. dig into this. Plus, we were having some issues with this keg. Anyway, because the the thing got clogged with hops, so I yeah. run. So it's a little turbid right now, and yeah. So, but I mean, regard like regardless of that, we have the head. 
that we have uh, now. Yeah, is color good. is looks like, good. That beautiful, like red amber. Yeah, it's like, like a, amber, amber on the outsides. This deep red in the middle. Yep. And the head looks nice. Uh, the beer looks nice. It's a little chill hazed. Uh, that might be hop haze. I think it. I think it is actually because it's it's a little bit hazier than chill. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, All right. Should we talk about the important bit? I think because we we're gonna thumb up the appearance, right? Oh yeah, the appearance right. is thumbs up. It looks Carlos, like a red. You can give idea. that a thumbs up on the. Appearance. It looks a little dark to me. Oh fuck you! <laughs> uh, hop flavor is medium to very high. Very high. <laughs> and should reflect an American or New World hop character, such as blah 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 blah. Medium high to very high hop bitterness. Malt flavor should be medium low to medium and is generally clean, but malt sweet up front with a medium dark caramel, toffee, toasty, and/or dark fruit flavors. Uh, the character malt choices and the hop selection should complement and enhance each other, not clash. The level of malt flavor should not adversely constrain the hop bitterness and flavor presentation. Low yeast-derived fruitiness is acceptable mm-hmm. but not required. Dry to medium-dry finish. Residual sweetness should be medium-low to none. The bitterness and hop flavor may linger into an aftertaste that should not be harsh. Did I hear a, did I hear a mm from you? Mm. Was that a mm-mm or a mm-mm? No, this isn't mm. This is nice. Oh, okay. All right, I... I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> a very light, uh, clean alcohol flavor may be noted in stronger versions. So, pine, mostly Ooh. resin, um, earthy a little bit, and that goes super well with the malt. There's um, that sweetness there. Yeah, it's got that malt sweetness because that that a hot bite, the bitterness is pretty sharp. I mean it. What I what I mean to say is it would be if it weren't balanced by that malty sweetness. Wow. Um, but that like those flavors go super well with the malt, and I love the finish on this. It leaves the finish on this is absolutely delightful. It leaves uh, bitterness, but not like too bad, and a great resin like kind of juicy resinous flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. A far departure from like a lot of. I don't know if I have anything to add to that, man. The like, citrusy. It's this is it's very balanced. Yeah, the balance like, on this is fantastic. The, like the balance starts out of whack, where bitter, sweet, and then finishes out perfectly. Like you get you get like a one-two punch of bitterness and sweetness, yeah. and it balances each other out on the back end, and it's absolutely delightful. It really, it really does. Um, yeah. What what hop did we? El Dorado. Use? Yeah. So it's it's ride like boldly ride. It's got that wonderful. The <laughs> it's got that fantastic like resiny, uh, hot flavor that's carrying this beer into the finish. That finishes just wonderfully. Um, All right, mouthfeel. The the juiciness is so nice. The juice, like it's it's the a juicy resin, and it's nice. Uh Almost like I just chewed on like some pine resin, but in a good way. Well, I'm getting that because I've actually just chewed on a little hot matter. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. This is also the bottom of the There's kit. a little bit of stuff floating around. There, there, yeah, there's, there's some poops in there. I don't know. There's poops. <laughs> um, Mouthfeel medium light to medium body with a smooth texture. Medium to medium high harbor night harbor. Har- har- Carbonation. Medium to medium high carbonation. I wanted to combine high and carbonation to harbonation. Harbonation! Uh, no harsh hop drive to stringency. 
Very light, smooth alcohol warming, not a fault if it does not intrude into the overall balance. Uh, yes. Medium light medium. body. Yeah, it's I, a medium light. Yeah, yeah medium the, light. the body's a little Very bit Very smooth, though. Like Well, the, the body's a little lighter than I expected, but it's pleasant that way. Like... Yeah, no, like, and the the beer itself, it's very smooth. I was expecting yeah. a little bit more harsh, uh, like hop, yeah. hop bite, and there's none of that. Like with just how it smelled and everything. Right. Well, and that's what I was saying, like earlier. Like I would ex, like that those hops would bite more if it weren't for that good balance of the malt. Like the malt really brings the balance into yep. play and takes some of that hop sharpness away. And turns it from like too sharp to just perfect, just the right amount. Did you say high carbonation for the mouthfeel? Uh, medium to medium high. Yeah, medium medium. to medium high. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like not really getting any carbonation in mine. Well, that would probably because yours is also the bottom of the glass. That you're at the bottom of the glass, and it also poured pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, I mean, obviously there was. A lot of carbonation. Oh, yeah, there's carbonation point. somewhere in there. Um, yeah, you just got kind of the, the the butthole end of it, so sorry. That sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of describing it. I would apologize, but he already did. And that, that does enough. I feel like that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This beer's a green check, man. Yeah, green check all around. I this, like it. This is actually really good. I like this better than our commercial. I hate example it when you say, uh, "Oh yeah, I did not." What was the commercial example? We tried I don't know, one? but I remember trying it and being like, "This is not the best." I can't remember. Which was it one Summit we Horizon Red? No. Yeah. No, we couldn't find one of the. We couldn't find one. I think for this. Oh one. no! I tried the Summit Horizon Red afterward because we didn't find one, um, and I saw I found one in a sample pack and bought it for my dad and tried it. I feel like you opened this beer last time and had just a darn hard time with it. I did. Yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm scared are you afraid of the that cor- you're gonna. Yeah, I'm scared of the cork. What are you scared of? I don't know. I shouldn't be, but like, I am. It might murder. Your I mean, parents. yeah. If, if you put your thumbs on there and shoot it across, but that's the room. what I did, and that's why that it scared you- me. <laughs> Because you did it wrong. I know, and you yelled at me last time about it. I know, I just wanted to bring it up because we were too drunk to record that episode last time. Well, we recorded it. We were too, we were too drunk on it to air it. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll give that to... Pa- I don't want to give that to patrons. I don't want to give that to anybody. Well, we subjective uh, Thomas. We did. To our- <laughs> but to be fair, he was drunk too. Yeah. So We learned a lot about airplanes. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. That was a really fun time, Thomas, if you're listening. <laughs> it was a blast. Oh, I was there for that. You were. Yeah. I really to enjoyed the, the aftermath. I really enjoyed just bombarding you with airplane questions. Yeah. But I learned a lot. It was fun. I don't want to pour <laughs> any more of that. Yeah, I'll I'm take concerned a about what's going to happen here. Oh, man. I don't remember <laughs> trying this beer. That's probably why we couldn't air this episode, because I don't remember trying there's, this Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things. All right, so uh, we just poured around uh, a Goose Mirage Parfait. Goose Mirage Parfait. Uh, it's, a tw- it's the 2013 vintage. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about that as we're going through this. So uh, Goose is uh, style 23E. 
23 in the BJC. You got that right. Guidelines. Overall impression, we're looking for a complex, pleasantly sour, but balanced wild Belgian wheat beer that is highly carbonated and very refreshing. The spontaneous fermentation character can provide a very interesting complexity with a wide range of wild barnyard horse blanket or leather characteristics, intermingling with citrusy, fruity flavors and acidity. Oh, wow. Go over some aroma. A moderately sour aroma blends with aromas described as barnyard, leather, earthy, goaty, hay, horsey, and horse blanket. While some may be more dominantly sour, uh, balance is the key and denotes a better goose. 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 Commonly fruity with aromas of citrus fruits, often grapefruit, apples or other light fruits, rhubarb or honey. A very mild oak aroma is considered favorable. Ooh. An enteric, smoky, cigar-like, or cheesy aroma is unfavorable. No, no cigar. Oh, oh, I thought we were going into the no <laughs> hop aroma because that was the next thing. Damn it. Oh, dang it. Oh. We are we are out of practice. Okay. One, two, three. No, no hop aroma. Got your second try. Good job, guys. <laughs> you know, we used to be able to do this on the first try. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, we we're out of practice, and we. Yeah, and you chose cigar like for some reason. It's in the I middle I, of the sentence. You started doing it, and I was like, I gotta pick something, and I looked at the first thing I saw. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wanted it to work. <laughs> I figured it was better than picking nothing, and we should just do it defaulted to banana. Like, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's supposed to be no banana. I don't know. Maybe there should be. All right. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I want to sniff this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We gotta sniff it before we talk about it. I got really excited. This, so this is uh, very like leather, uh, wet, wet hay, and sourness. It just smells so sour. I smell what do you, so what gosh do you smell? darn sour? I'm definitely getting like what you said. I'm not really getting a lot of the leather smell you said you got. Really? I get more like the leather and then lacto sour. I'm getting a lot of that horse blanket smell. Yeah, that that like wet hay, yeah. sweaty horse. It's like they like sweaty tossed, horse. I love that in my beard. They tossed like, a horse just, blanket in the vat. Yeah. yeah. When we talk about sours, like the descriptions <laughs> are so nasty. <laughs> it tastes like you milked the sweat out of a horse's mane and ate it. It's gross. <laughs> so nasty. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But yeah, no, then there's like that that really nice like citrus uh, like sour note that just cuts through. Yeah, I did. well, I mean, you're saying I'm right, but you're also saying that I said it was nice and I didn't. But no, I just I, I just put in the descriptors that you forgot. <laughs> no, I, I it smells sharply sour to me. It shell it it shells it shells amazing. So I they, said it smells, and they called this a marriage parfait. I know, and I said it shells. They should uh, call it. They a, call it. They call it a mirage parfait. They should call it a uh, stallion sweat sour. Uh, well, they're Belgian, so I don't know how you say that in Flemish. I don't know either. <laughs> no clue. Yep. Uh, appearance. Golden color with excellent clarity and a thick, rocky, moose-like white head that seems to last forever. Always effervescent. Oh, yeah, this is brilliantly clear. Gold. That head sticks around for days. Yep. I was really confused for a second when you said moose-like head. It was like, what? What are you talking about? The M-O-U. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, I, I got on. It should have horns. <laughs> it should have horns. The it moose. should stick up out of the glass made out of foam. Well, it doesn't have that. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it would be awesome, high. but that'd be some Hogwarts shit. Um, <laughs> let's talk about flavor. 
Oh, it looked like it matches the appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Oh, we don't have to do that so much with the commercials. Yeah, should. not so much. Um, yeah, so flavor. A moderately sour character is a cl- is classically in balance with the malt, wheat, and barnyard characteristics. A low complementary sweetness may be present, but higher levels are not traditional. While some may be more dominantly sour, balance is the key and denotes a better goose. A variety, a varied fruit flavor is common and can have a honey-like character. A mild vanilla and or oak flavor is occasionally noticeable. The malt is generally low and bready grainy. An enteric smoky or cigar-like character is undesirable. Hop bitterness is generally absent, but very low hop bitterness may occasionally be perceived. Sourness provides most of the balance. Crisp, dry, and tart finish. No hop flavor. Hey, nice. We got it that time. Yeah. See, Carlos? Yeah. yeah In we're your good. face, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poophead. It's just a, no, that just was a, a Debbie Downer over here. He's just pooping Sorry, on Carlos, us. Sorry, Carlos. I just wanted to feel like part of the group. Yeah. Carlos is just pooping on us, and that's what he does. It really he does have that, uh, on us earlier. that balance down. No, it's, it's very balanced. It's not overwhelmingly sour. It's not overwhelmingly bready. It's not like... It, yeah, the sour in the barnyard is like perfectly balanced. So like it's not like an overpower like in the flavor. You don't get like overpower with the barnyard. You get the sour right as you're tasting. It's like it. if you grew lemons in a horse barn. All right, yeah. All right, how you doing, Rick? Rick likes it. He made the that's the face he makes when he likes stuff, right? Ugh. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you tasting every beer where you have this like. I hate this face until you're like, oh yeah, no, that's good. This is gross. It's pretty good. It's pretty great. It's not even this, like it's a little too sour for me. But it's wh- like the my two least favorite things. Like the you're right. This does taste like a lemon that a horse pooped on. <laughs> and I don't know why I'd want to drink that. And I don't know why you guys like it. There's no poo in here. Maybe some wet hay and horse sweat, but no poo. It's like a lemon that someone dropped into a horse pen and then the horse like sweated in it and hung out with it for a week. No, it's more like they took the lemon and put it between the horse blanket and the saddle and then rode it for like no, three hours. No, this legit tastes like... Well, it's this, like they... I'm not getting that super sour oh, that like Rick is getting, but I'm like sorry. I'm getting uh, the uh, sour though. Like it's like they juiced the lemon already and then they put it like between Did, the... Uh, maybe oh. they juiced it and then filtered it through a horse blanket. I uh, oh. I interrupted uh, the beginning of Carlos's sentence with the middle of mine, but... Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, but yours wasn't important. You're forgiven. It, it tastes like lemonade... That some like homemade lemonade with real lemons that somebody royally goofed on. No, it's like they filtered it through a horse blanket. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I love that. That's disgusting. No, I wouldn't. Why? Why is this good? Because it tastes delicious. I mean, with all all the descriptors that we're using, it does not sound like it tastes good. No, and that's what I'm saying. You're right about it, but (laughs) I don't know why you think it's good and I think it's bad. Oh, oh, the first time you said, why is it good? It was like, like, you thought it was good, but you didn't know why. No, like why you think. So I've been trying to be open to sours, and this is just making it so hard because it tastes so gross. I don't, I enjoy the flavor. I don't. But I might be broken. I don't like it. 
No, really, it's the balance for me that does so, it. What, what's really going to mess up my palate, though, is I'm going to go from this to all the beers outside that we have, and I'm going to be tasting sourness in everyone and be like, "Is this? does this taste like off to you? Does this taste <laughs> off to you? We're going to have to, like, cleanse our palates yeah. first. <laughs> all right. Um, mouthfeel, light to medium light body. In spite of the low finishing gravity, the mouthfeel... Or the mouth, the many mouth filling flavors prevent the beer from feeling like water. Has a low to high tart puckering quality without being sharply astringent. Some versions have a light warming character, highly carbonated. I'll say yeah. Um, the body's very light, but it fills the entire mouth. It certainly yeah. does not go in your mouth like water, like the, like it, like I, when you were describing it. Like yeah, it does not have a water mouth feel. That's for well, sure. no. But have you had a beer with a mouth feel that's so light it's like drinking water? Yes. It's it's kind of off putting. Yeah. Like it's is it's very weird. I made one. Oh no, that was my cider that ended up that way. Yeah, a lot of cider like if you if your cider goes finishes out too far and you don't have <laughs> my, my it was early in my cidering. Yeah. My only cider that I made and I used champagne yeast. So it just com- like dried it to the max. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it ended at ten oh one. Like you want to have the comments, man? Yeah, I do. All right, thanks, um, man. But anyway, no, the, I, I agree on the mouthfeel of this. Like, I'll still appraise it appropriately. It tastes like what it said. The mouth feels like what it said. I'm just, I just don't like it. It's gross. No, But I'll talk about comments. All right. Uh, Goose. Goose. Is traditionally produced by mixing one, two, and three-year-old Lambic. Young Lambic contains fermentable sugars, while old Lambic has the characteristic wild taste of the Sen River Valley. Ooh. A noticeably vinegary or cidery characteristic is considered a fault by Belgian brewers. Yeah, so it's a fault. A good goose is not the most pungent, but possesses a full and tantalizing bouquet, a sharp aroma, and a soft, velvety flavor. Gary got poetic with this one. Yeah, he did. Damn it, Gary. <laughs> Lambic is served uncarbonated, well, goose, is served effervescent. Products marked Oud or Ville? Ville? I think so. Are considered most traditional. Yes. History. Spontaneously fermented wild ales from the area in and around Brussels, the Seine Valley, uh, stem from a farmhouse brewing and blending tradition several centuries old. The number of producers is constantly dwindling, and some producers are untraditionally sweetening their products uh, post-fermentation to make them more palatable to a wider audience. These guidelines describe the traditional dry product. So uh, when I was in Belgium yeah. uh, at Cantillon, I may have told this on the last or the one that we recorded in Ditch, so I feel like I should tell it again. You should. Um, when I was, I was able to try the Cantillon Lambic and the Goose side by side. And so the Lambic, it was kind of funny. They literally just kept it in a pitcher in the refrigerator like, because it's uncarbonated, so they just pull it out, pour you a pour you a glass, and then just shove it back in the fridge. And then when they need more, they just go over the barrel, literally go over to a barrel in the brewery somewhere, and just pull more out and <laughs> shove it back in the fridge. That's convenient because you don't have to carbonate it. Yeah, no, it was, it was just it was just super interesting and funny to watch. Uh, and then uh, like the goose is you know this big bottled product, and they pop it, and it goes poop. And like super fizzy and whatnot. So, right. Uh, it, it was just, it was really cool to see like the both. And I really liked the young Lambic a little bit better. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, the Goose was nice because it was more well-rounded and stuff like that. But the Lambic, it 
tasted like fresh beer, if that makes sense. Like, you know how, uh, like, every once in a while you try a beer and it just tastes super fresh. Like, yeah. It didn't taste young, but it just tasted fresh. Right. And that was really cool. I got you. Well, that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about characteristic ingredients. Unmalted wheat, 30 to 40%. Pilsner malts and aged hops, three years, are used. The aged hops are used more for preservative effects than the bitterness and makes actual bitterness levels difficult to estimate. Traditionally, these beers are spontaneously fermented with naturally occurring yeast and bacteria in predominantly oaken barrels. The barrels used are old and have little oak character, so don't expect a fresh or forward oak character. More neutral is typical. Home-brewed and craft-brewed versions are more typically made with pure cultures of yeast com- commonly including Saccharomyces, Brettomyces, Pediococcus, and Lactobacillus whoop, 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 whoop. in an attempt to recreate the effects of the dominant microbiota of Brussels and the surrounding countryside of the Seine River Valley. Cultures taken from bottles are sometimes used, but there is no simple way of knowing what organisms are still viable. Which is a fun... That's true. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's going to make it through to the end product. Well, and I... so like things I've seen, die off earlier than other things, and you I, might end up with... I've, totally he, I've seen homebrewers who've done uh, what are called, like, inoculation parties. Yeah. Where uh, you crack a bunch of uh, goose and lambics, and you drink them all. Uh, after you finish brewing a beer, and you just take the dregs of those bottles and dump them into the beer hmm. as your uh, as your fir- as like your yeast pitch. I suppose that would do something. Yeah, I mean, because like they're like, well, it's from Belgium, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, I'll sit here and drink goose with you all day long. I don't have a problem with this part. <laughs> Just don't ask me to drink that one. <laughs> the beer that you're pouring this shit into. Yep. All right. Uh, style comparison. More complex and carbonated than Lambic. The sourness isn't necessarily higher, but it tends to have more of a well-developed character. Wild character. Um, oh, sorry. Vital statistics. 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 IBUs. Zero to ten. This bad boy should be. Carlos, are we boring you? Bitter. Oh, no, I just yawned right now. No, no, no. (laughs) He looked like he was about ready to fall asleep. No, no, I I yawned, and so I'm just like, uh, so I was trying to blink my eyes. You wouldn't be the first person to fall asleep on a podcast. No, that would be me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. IBUs, 0 to 10. SRM, 3 to 7. OG, 1040 to 1060. Final gravity of. 10-0 Ten zero, just 10-06. And you're looking at an ABV of 5.0 to 8.0. All right. A commercial example is Boon Oud Goose, Boon Oud Goose Mirage Parfait, Cantillon Goose, Decam Goose, Decam Dreyfontaine Millennium Goose, Dreyfontaine Oud Goose, Girardine Goose, Black Label, Hansen's Oud Goose, Lindemann's Goose Cuvée René, Mort Subit Unfiltered Goose, Oud Bircel Oud Goose. <laughs> yes. All, all that. The one that we have, of course, is the Boon Oud Goose Mirage Parfait. Mirage Parfait. Mirage Parfait. 
I it's think. It's a goose. It's a goose. It's a good goose. All I right. just like saying goose like goose. All right. We don't have a whole lot of time here, but before we wrap up, because this is the final episode, um, I want the one, like, what is what is the number one thing that you learned doing the 80 style challenge? And if you had to change something, what would it be? Uh, number one thing that I learned from the 80 style challenge would be for sure... Um, I guess how many styles I like or am okay with compared to what I thought. So going into it, I did not anticipate liking a, like we we both did. Like we would read about a style and be like, "That's fucked." Like, yeah, that doesn't sound awesome at all. And then we'd try it and be like, "Oh, well." Sometimes we were right. Sometimes we were wrong. Yeah, and we were right and wrong, but. Like, just, it opened up my mind to, like, styles of beer and, like, trying more and being open-minded to it. Like, I'm still going to try to be open-minded to sours, even though this goose was disgusting. Yeah, but you've had sours that you've liked. I have. Um, yeah. So I've got... Like, uh, you found the the Lindemann's Frambois was yeah. a Lambic that you really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm... And that's... It's opened my mind up because I wouldn't. Or have no, even, it was the Creek. Sorry, not the Frambois. Yeah, the Creek. The Creek. Um, I wouldn't have even tried sours if it weren't for that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I I think that's the biggest thing that I learned is just to be open minded about beer and try different things out. Yeah, uh, I I like I'm kind of on the same same wavelength there. Like brewing eighty different styles in the short amount of time that we did, uh, I think it ended up being maybe like eighty eighty one weeks something yeah. like that. Like we we're pretty close. Yeah. Um. What well, like it, you? Like I didn't realize how well I would have my system dialed in by the end of this. Because mm-hmm. leading up to this, I thought I was a pretty prolific brewer, but I was brewing you know once twice a month or whatever i maybe had you know 60 beers under my belt my entire time brewing right and then i'm like nah let's do all of them yeah like and so that like it i know my system through and through yeah. there are styles out there that i brewed that i would never brew again and there's some that some that i can't wait to brew again right um and some that surprise me i like throughout this process you had an issue with sours at the beginning mm-hmm I had the biggest issue with Belgian beers. Yeah, I was not a fan of Belgian beers, and now I can't get enough of them. Yeah. I, I love them. They're fantastic. I mean, they have to be the certain ones. I don't like the ones that are overwhelmingly, quote-unquote, Belgian-y. Yeah. I, I like the hint. I like the ones that are balanced. Right. Yeah, and I think another thing is just like... Another thing I learned was how... Like, it has made different styles less intimidating to brew mm-hmm. um so i wasn't very confident in brewing to begin with and i'm still fairly new to it as far as like my knowledge level and like independent brewing but i you know i got all the brewing equipment now and i'm starting to brew stuff because the 80 style challenge just really showed like you can brew anything like it's yeah. it's well, it's not that difficult. The, the 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 differences between styles are so small. Yeah, and, and like you're you're using like a lot of the same stuff. You're just adjusting amounts and certain things. Like just one piece changes the whole beer, and it's and that kind of created like 
now I'm excited to experiment. Like, now that we've done all the styles, now what can we do? Like, we yeah. can change stuff. And knowing ingredients a lot better, I think, is a big uh, a big plus to this challenge. Because we know, like, oh, I, I like this in this beer, and I can change it with this from this other beer, and I can change, like, stuff around with more confidence. And create a beer that doesn't fit a style that I love. Like, I'm excited to get to work on doing some of that stuff. Alright, so uh, what is one thing that you would change, or one well, I guess, and maybe one piece of advice that you would give to somebody attempting to do this astronomically stupid task? <laughs> so, something I would change about the 87 yeah. challenge? Um... I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's much that I would change. Like, it's been a pretty cool journey. Like, the only like the only thing I would change uh, is do it with a group of like four or six brewers. Yeah, and split up the styles. Yeah, that so you're not brewing every week. Yeah. Um, though, if you are brewing every week, one piece of advice that I give you that has been completely invaluable is recruit your friends to yeah. help and like just because you know, doing it alone, it sucks. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of days where it was like, ah, I have to brew again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I guess some advice I would give is it. Put, like, the little bit of extra money into stuff that's going to save you a lot of time. Like, the uh, like the pump. The, the, the things that we got for bottling? Yeah, like, the pump bottle rinser with Sani. And, like, like it's Stupid pretty minimal stuff. money. Yeah, like, you know, for 100 but, bucks, you can you can get a lot of things that will just well, yeah, like increase the, your quality Like, of life. the little bottle rinser that attaches right to the sinks, like, 12 bucks. That shortens it down. And then the little pump sanitizer thing is like 20 bucks and that shortens your time down like yep. you're not dipping bottles yep. in sanitizer buckets bottling definitely takes a lot less time now than it used to yeah so i mean like there's and that goes for pretty much everything like if you're gonna do 80 styles also buy 80 kegs <laughs> exactly i was actually i was gonna say that it's like you're gonna you don't want a bottle if you're gonna do 80 styles like invest the little bit of money it takes to make your system better like uh well and like the the circulation pump yeah for loudering like that is like 30 bucks on yeah eBay. and like it, it lets me take a take more hands-off time on the brew day right so i can accomplish things like there's a lot of brew days where i need to bottle while mashing and boiling right so i have a fermenter to put things in mm-hmm. exactly so like like just spend and it's not a lot of money is the thing. So, like, spend the extra money for, like, maybe the more novelty or non-necessary pieces that are really going to help your brew day go just, smoothly. Just the quality of life pieces. Yeah. It's really going to help your brew day go a lot smoother. And I would also say uh, be aware that 80 beers eats up a lot of space. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's not a small amount of space. Yeah, yeah. When we're done with this, we're going to have so much studio space. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to be at, it's going to be bonkers. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for tuning in uh, for Rick's very last episode. It's very yeah. exciting. Uh, well, I'll be back next visiting, week. But not next week, I am regular. starting a hop series with uh, Brian uh, Pfeiffer from Hop and Barrel Brewing. So make sure you guys check that out. He's going to be my new co-host for the time. And 
Uh, yeah, so we're doing a deep dive into hops. All right. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Or if you're going to do Amazon shopping, click on the Amazon link the Marvel homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. You get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It really helps us out. Any questions, comments, show ideas, where to have you go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerstudios.com. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.